0: Captain Rupi is descending on them quickly, and Captain Rupi takes the lead now in the gong of the 150. Nudge is running home to second, and then came Yamazaki, but it's a local victory. Captain Rupi for Brock Road, won it by two links to Nudge. G'day, punters. Welcome to the second episode of Triple J Racing Weekly. Uh, really looking forward to this week, Golden Slipper Week. Uh, certainly my favourite race on the racing calendar and uh, plenty of value for horses and two-year-olds in terms of going to start after the race and further down the track in their career. Once again, joined by Bryce Parker, who I believe is on the Gold Coast this weekend. How you going, mate?
1: Good, mate. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, just uh, heading down for the night, so that should be good.
0: Sounds good, mate. Plenty of races to watch over the weekend too. Um, I'm, I'm really interested to see, mate, if you're sticking with your selection for the Super last week, Fireburn, or if you've changed things up. But uh, before we get into that, mate, what were your thoughts on the new market last weekend? Did you have any uh, opinion on that race and what happened to the uh, certainly the more fancied runners?
1: It was a bit of a bizarre one, wasn't it, mate? I wasn't too sure what to take out of it because obviously no one saw the winner coming. Um, I thought lost and running and home affairs were, were disappointing. Um, I don't think any of the chances in the market really did anything. So, yeah, look, I think overall it was disappointing from from a fair few horses. Um, I couldn't really take many runs out of it. I kind of just pen pen the race and congrats to the winner was was kind of my take. Um, yeah, what did you think, mate?
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you, mate. Um, obviously when you when you first watch the weekend and you got your bets on and you're excited on Saturday. You don't really know what to take you out of it, but then then you go and do your review. And I certainly just honestly think they went way too fast up front. Uh, Home Affairs was in in obviously leading the outside group, and then Finance Tycoon was leading the inside group. And you know Finance Tycoon was going to the 200. Uh, I thought Home Affairs was really gallant in defeat, but yeah, I simply think they went too quick. I'm not sure if j lost his clock there or what happened, but in the end, you know, obviously a couple of runners like. Lost and running, dropped out really early as well. Just couldn't handle the pressure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, when you look at the clock, I mean, they had every reason to drop out. So yeah, like I said, gallon effort by home affairs. But in the end, I think they went too quick. And I think the inside ground was just, had a bit of an advantage compared to the outside. So that was pretty clear in a number of races as the as the day unfolded. But yeah, certainly I think that, that, that sort of showed in the end, the inside ground was the place to be.
1: Yep, definitely.
0: Uh, moving forward, mate, have you got a, a horse to follow out of the weekend, or you, you're just looking ahead this weekend?
1: Um, I mean, I, I, I didn't do an amazing job with the tips last week, but hey, when I said about Shelby being the most hindsight tip, wasn't that wasn't that an absolute hindsighter? I mean, just just got the job done with ease, didn't it? I mean, the Eduardo form and uh, the eight dollars, I didn't have much on myself, but I looked back and I went, oh, gee, I. I should have just gone, gone hard. That was an absolute blinder. It's just flying um, and yearning was disappointing, but pulled up with issues in the stewards report. So I think that'll be a better price next run. Um, when it didn't let down, I thought something went amiss and uh, it had issues with uh, I think it was laxeration in the mouth or some something to do with, um, with breathing. So I think that'll bounce back big time. I'm, I'm, I think that's a big forgive run. Um, so yeah i guess gotta keep following shelby can't knock a horse that knows how to win and and yearning a bit of one I'm, I'm sticking with mate what did you have
0: yeah mate you're spot on about that and it was a really tough weekend last weekend um i will talk about the roseville truck in a in a few minutes but um horse to follow is probably one you definitely don't want me to mention but um it's it's on divine from uh, canberra on monday oh
1: oh
2: dear <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, she ticked off her, her maiden on uh, February 13, over 1,300 metres, and then was just chucked in the deep end, obviously, behind a fangirl and on a heavy 10. So that just shows you how strong the stable's opinion is of the horse. But goes to a benchmark 75, leads him up in the, in the home straight. You think it's all it's race clear, and somehow she's gone from the inside fence to the outside and goes down her nose. So... Just, I
1: mean, just when you don't think you can do your money in many other ways in punting, you watch that replay and you go, "Wowie, wasn't that brutal? It, it was about to jump the fence and go crack a beer at the pub. It just went, I don't know how that lost. I was dead set. I thought that was home. I reckon they would have traded a $1.01 on Betfair with 200 to go. It was trotting and it just went sideways. I I don't know how it lost.
0: That is absolutely what you call a win and um And yeah, <laughs> people are unhappy with that one, but... In terms of moving forward and following the horse, obviously, like I said, you know, that, that's a benchmark 75, third start, um, and if they just fix those little things going wrong, then the horse is going to be certainly uh, winning some races over its career, so tend to follow on Divine. Um, Just before we go into the Roseville races, mate, talking about the Golden Slipper, this Golden Slipper curse, do you believe in it, or do you just simply think that, you know, these two-year-old's, they sort of move on over their career 3 year olds and and then the stables think too far ahead in terms of stud or you think this curse is just a you know what what are your thoughts on it
1: sorry just cut out for a second there mate um oh look i i think it has the stigma and and um i guess where that ha- comes from has to originate from something and you, and when you look at the statistics yes there's definitely um a lot backing up that that it kind of falls apart a bit and there is a curse i i mean they don't tell the horses hey look you're in the slipper and after this you're done and dusted so they don't know but i guess it's a degree of hitting kind of a peak early on um i think it's probably just just reaching a peak and it's just proven with the statistics that they can't get it done after that um obviously the horses aren't aware of it but yeah i guess the the stigmas to come from somewhere so to some element mate i I do think it's a struggle from there on in. Whether um, as a stable you you take that in mind or whether you're just happy to win the money, I mean, most would just be like, well, the money's certainly good enough, isn't it? Um, and it's a big achievement to to get. So no knock on that. But yeah, I do think they reach a peak, mate. And then after that, it's a bit of a struggle. What do you reckon?
0: Yeah, well, I, I really dove into this thought a little bit more last year because, and for those who don't know what we're talking about, it's uh, it's the two-year-old winning the Golden Slipper curse and not being able to win a race as a three-year-old, which then sends him off to stud at, uh, at an early age, obviously, prior to winning any more races. But um, last year, I really started diving a bit more into the Mounting Yard side of things. And I remember going up and seeing Stain side, probably second or third run, or his second run of his career, I'd say, before the Slipper. And as soon as I seen him in the yard, I thought, this is an absolute beast. You know, he was easily the most athletic type in the field. And I just thought, you know what, you can't can't back against this horse today. And he's obviously gone on to win the slipper. And then similar thoughts around Farnan and Kiyomichi, Rain, the whole list. I simply do Mm -hmm. believe in the theory that the strongest, the most athletic types are winning these early two-year-old races. And I think it's obviously their first campaign. So... They, they not only go through their first start but then they they have a few um, really solid hit outs. and then there's grand final day and i think the key has been you know really athletic and well built and obviously what got me on board was that when i went out to see stay Inside, coming back as a three-year-old he really didn't really look like a standout in the yard they all sort of looked, looked like they were up, up, up and sort of caught up to him in terms of size so that's my yep. uh, that's my opinion on it. A lot of people probably disagree with that, but I think it's yeah clearly a major advantage to be very forward and athletic in the in uh, in size. And yeah, I just think they simply catch up as three year olds and and there's some late bloomers. So that's my opinion. You know
1: what right? I reckon, mate? Yeah. I, I think you're onto something there, and I reckon that's not too far off humans. You see a lot of people in grade seven, grade eight, absolute beasts. Oh, dominate running, uh, athletic carnival. They're just ready to go. And then you see them sort of plateau on and everyone else catch. What do
0: you reckon? Sorry, partner. Is that still still connected? Is it cut out a bit? It's still there, baby. Oh, yeah. Sorry, mate. (laughs) I'm
1: back. Um...
0: (laughs) Keep going, mate.
1: Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I just just reckon um just like humans, you know they they catch up and you've got yeah people that are in grade seven, grade eight that um dominate carnivals, running carnival athletic carnival, they're big big people and then they kind of plateau out and catch up and I reckon that's sort of similar to what you're, on to, just human version.
0: You're you're absolutely spot on, and that is some a little bit of a way of to explain it to people. Obviously, yeah, you, you know you watch junior junior rugby, players, junior anything there's the early, early types that have grown and, and a bit more stronger than everyone else have a major advantage. So that is the yep. way I look at it. Um, yeah, in terms of, we'll, head, we'll look at rose Hill now, mate. We've got five group ones over the weekend. We're obviously gonna skip the first one because uh, without even speaking to you, I believe that you're gonna be on board with me and saying that very elegance probably just needs to get out on the track to win that race. So yep. um, we'll, we'll head to row six, which is the Rose Hill Guineas group one, set weights for three year olds, 2,000 meters. Um one thing that I wanted to say about Rose Hill was that obviously last week I was a little bit disappointed with the track. Uh, I'm not disappointed, so to speak. Sorry, just um, you know, as form analysts and as as partners, we need to switch on to what the track's doing. And I think last week we had no inside um track and no outside, so the winners were coming down the inside. I hope it evens up a little bit this week. They've moved the rail out two meters. Um, yeah, my thoughts on that were obviously anyone who watched the races last weekend know that. Um, no horse even touched the first five or six meters inside five or six meters in the straight. So, obviously, the two meters they want to get get a bit um, better ground is obviously in the back straight and um, the other parts of the course. Heavy eight, but um, I really do hope it evens up this weekend because, you know, gold sleeper and so many good races. I think we just need to get a bit, bit more of a fair surface. So, currently rated a heavy eight. Um, the current favorite in the Guineas is Animo, $2. Converge, $3.60. Profondo 550. Forgot you, $9.50. And then you're getting out of large odds 31.
1: Sinbar and the rest. Um, what are your thoughts on this race, mate? I'm sick of animo. I've tipped it three times and it's run a mighty second every time. Um, and every time I've been against it, it's won. So I I cannot catch that thing for the life of me, mate. Um, and I think off the last run, yeah, it probably does win. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I could entertain it, even money. I'm pretty happy to steer clear uh, because I just know Animo. If I tip it, it'll come second um, for the fourth time in a row. And uh, if I if I don't tip it, it'll win. So it's a bit of a lead for me, mate. But yeah, I think Animo, obviously, very hard to beat, especially out in that trip and off its last run. What did you land on?
0: Yeah, absolutely, mate. I think there's three winning chances in the race, and I think the market's got this one spot on. Animo is a funny one for me at the moment because. He's honestly parading really bad. Um, every every start of this preparation, which is three starts, he's been covered in sweat, he's been lashing out, he's been kicking, he's been using a lot of energy early, but he's still been really strong through the line in every start. And I just think 2,000 metres is ideal for him. Obviously, we, we've seen what he did in the Cox Plate. My biggest yep. thing with Ammo this weekend is if I can get up in the track and see that he's fixed his parade up and he parades a lot better than what he did then, I think he can really come out here and win, win this race well. Uh, He was picking up ground on converge over the line last start. You know, they're going to get an extra 400 metres here. Uh, I think all signs point to Animo being strongest at the finish. And in terms of Profondo, obviously, big boom horse, got it all wrong down there in Melbourne. But to my eyes, I just don't think Profondo um, got onto his Melbourne leg. Uh, I think that they just took him down there expecting him to handle it and Race like he has over his career, and, and and um Robbie Dolan, who's lost the ride, said that he wanted to lay in the whole race. Well, that's almost a sure sign that he wasn't handling the Melbourne way of going. And I think back onto Sydney, a little bit of fitness on his side. I think he's the one that can probably cause the upset. But totally agree, mate. I think Animo is going to be really hard to beat here. Absolutely. Race seven, we got the uh, the agency George Ryder stakes Group One weight for age fifteen hundred meters. Uh, we've got Forbidden Love, who's absolutely on fire at the moment, $3.80. Mulunga, $4. Uh, Jimmy Max, Ride, and Colette at 6 Private Eye, $6.50. Laws of Indices, $13. And um, yeah, getting out the large odds. Speed up in this race. Looks like Forbidden Love will shoot forward and obviously you have Riadini there pestering, I believe, and Colding just in behind. And uh, it'll be a nice spot there for Malunga and Colette just in behind, and we'll probably have private eye dropping right back from from barrier one. Who do you like in this race? Well,
1: I was red hot on Riadini last start, and I, I had about a page write-up on how, if it gets a certain amount of time out in front, it wins. And then they took a sit on it, and I thought, you're kidding. Out of the gates, and Rachel King took a sit, and I went, why? It doesn't win when it takes a sit. I don't know if that was a tactic for this race, but Either way, I, I turned it off as soon as I saw it not lead. And sure enough, it did nothing. Um, so it's I, I think I'm going to see how the track's playing. Maybe if Redini is pestering Forbidden Love, then um, it really just depends. If Forbidden Love's left alone, it's just going to win again. If it's on speed, it probably just wins again if that's the way the track's playing. If they're running on and you want to get to the outside, private aisle, rip home. Um, but again, I think it's targets its next race. Um, but certainly good enough to win. Moanga's in the mix. And then I think it was uh, $30 or so, Busk is uh, something, uh, ripped home in, in Melbourne. So I like that, that run behind Zarky, an inspirational girl. Um, and I think that was around the $30 mark. So I was going to play that each way in private eye, but I want to see how the track's playing, mate, because if it's on speed, Forbidden Love will jump on, on the bunny and it's race over already, isn't it? I mean, I doubt anything turns the tables if the track plays that way. If Riadini pests, then could bring him undone, but I mean, last start, it just, I don't know what the go was with the tactics, so that's what I'm leaning towards, mate. I think Private Eye, if the track's playing, running on, what did you think? Yeah, I
0: totally agree with you there, and like I said before, I think it's a really, really big track watch this week in Roseville, because, you know, I just think that last week we saw it was quite evident in the middle of the track was on, and I, don't, I was saying last week to people, I think that the track's going to play very similar to what we did last week unless they got a really big downpour and we got into the heavy range. That'll give back markers their chance. But I'm still yep. sort of thinking that it's going to be tough to make a little bit of ground there on Saturday. So I'm a little mm-hmm. bit unsure as well, and that's with no confidence at all. So it's big to watch the first couple of races. Uh, well, I'm sort of siding with Malunga, I believe, at this stage. I just think is going to get that stuff running behind a couple of leaders from barrier four if the track does play no matter what way it plays. Tommy's going to get that opportunity. Um, yep. I thought Munger was very good at Caulfield against the bias. And um, yeah, handles handles all going in the deck. So soft, good, heavy, whatever. Race is really good second up, and the 1500 meters is absolutely perfect. Um, as you said, private oil, you know, really good horse, and I think really returned in good fashion first up. Um, I've just had queries over barrier one. I don't know what Regan Bayless is gonna do from there. Going to have to go back to the rear of the field. And I oh, just think if he finds any traffic issues, look, privatized type of horse that wants to be coming down the outside, flying home and chasing a horse. That opportunity might get taken away from Barrier One. And that's the query. But the horse is absolutely mm-hmm. flying. And you're spot on about Banker's Choice, mate. Um, certainly the overs here. Obviously, first up running, I had the fastest 600, 400, 200 of the day. Two and a half length of inspirational girl and Zaki. Handles are wet. Gets a fast tempo, here, and they're giving us twenty bucks and four eighty now with the scratching to birds. So great race, but isn't that? will have it? a little bit on Banker's Choice in Malanga.
1: Yeah, good, good shout. I, I think that's a pretty good guy. I reckon those, those two, and uh, Private Eye, they're sort of the three that I could, I could certainly entertain.
0: I'm quite surprised about the price of this Banker's Choice. Obviously, when you get these Kiwis coming over, and winning form, and. Uh, only had one run at Flemington, finished fifth. But I'm just, I'm just amazed. Second run in Oz, twenty bucks and four eighty. With figures like that, and and, and two lengths off inspirational girl Zaki, who I think would probably be a little bit shorter in the market if they raced here.
2: Anyway, Absolutely,
0: great race. And now we're getting into the big one, mate. The uh, the Golden Slipper, uh, obviously for two year olds, twelve hundred meters. Uh, Matthew stud value here to the winner. Uh, the Phillies have probably been the better in the lead-ups, but there's a few cults here that certainly have ability. Um, current favourite, Koolingada, $4.50. Sajardin, $7.50. Mm-hmm. She's Extreme, after winning last week, is $8.50. Best of oh nine $09. Jack and 0 12. Fireburn, 12. Russian Conquest, 14. Revolutionary Miss. $18, Queen of the Ball, and out, out to large odds. Um, look... Don't really need to say too much about the tempo in the race here. Golden Slippers are always a super fast run race and uh, massive pressure. Uh, I'm interested to hear your thoughts, mate. Who are you siding with here?
1: Yeah, I'm still really keen on my um, original pick, mate, Fireburn. I'm no knock on cheese extreme um, and it's, it's very progressive, but I just don't know what I'm missing with the market. I'm not sure why that's shorter than Fireburn. I watched that race replay many a times and I think Fireburn had its measure quite comfortably. So I have seen a few people keen on She's Extreme and I think that's a fair shout. I like Fireburn, but I'm not sure what race I missed for that to be a good $4 more in the market uh, when it beat it and beat it quite well. So I think Fireburn's a brilliant uh, chance. Uh, Obviously respecting She's Extreme off that. Cool and Gadda. I think this is the after grand final, but wouldn't surprise at all. The stable know what they're doing. And, um, the other one for me is probably Jakinos. I mean, it, Huey Bowman, um, it, it does have a lot of ability. So if things fall into place for it, it can rip home, depending how the track's playing and again, no knocks to Jardin. They're probably the five. I don't think I could entertain much else. Uh, what do you think, mate?
0: Yeah, mate. Um mentioned a couple of times, I'm not pretty keen on Sajardin. Um Look, the way that I'm sort of yep. treating this place is, I think this is a, going to be a little bit of a different sliver compared to recent years. Based on the, the heavy rain and stuff we've had around recently, I just think, I think if you're in a barrier wider than eight or nine, you're probably a bit cast. I think if you're on the inside barriers, you might be a little bit cast. And I just think that if you're an on speed horse, you're going to have a stack of pressure. So um, obviously, I wanted an inside draw with Sajad, and I got it. Barrier 7. I think that's ideal. Um, I think that he can push forward of just short of miss midfield, but he'll be midfield somewhere. He'll have cover all around him, and he's just going to need the gaps to come at the right time, I believe. Um, yep. And that, the only fault of his near-perfect career was the first up effort in the uh, English Millennium over 1,100. Quite wide the trip, but still really strung through the line and, and probably showed that day he's a definite 1,200-meter horse. And the biggest thing I like about him, I think he's, I honestly think he's just a dead set winner in the head. I think he wants to win. If he's got a horse to chase, he's going to chase. And um, that's what I love about him. I, yeah, I think he's a really good each way player here, maybe a little bit more of the place. But um, $7.50, I'm really happy about that price. And uh, you mentioned all the thoughts about Cool and Gatter. Um, She's extreme. I think he's going to have to do it the hard way on a seven day backup, but has the right draw and all the wet going at the moment better than any two year old. Going around likely. And you know, that might be the recipe to win this race, seven day backup and, and rock hard fit. Yep. Yeah. I've struggled, to, I've struggled to line up the Melbourne form. So I've sort of just given the Melbourne form a bit of a miss. They haven't been racing on these testing Sydney tracks. They might find it hard first time. So look yep. Sajard for me, but um really good race, mate. Really, I can't wait for it.
1: Yeah, same here. I'd probably be swapping Sajardin with Cooling in the market. I'd probably want sevens for Cooling and sejardin I could probably entertain at four or five.
0: Yeah, I just, um, I oh, look, I'm, I'm certainly not telling anyone who tells me cool and gutter is going to win that she can't win. I think she can. I just yep. don't want to be that that guy that's been against cool and gutter for so long. And then, you know, she comes out and runs a really gallant third or fourth. And you go, well, you know, we could have probably forgiven that run based on the preparations he's had. So I have to be around garden, but I certainly think cool and a big danger. And I don't think the draw will be yep. as bad as what they say. She'll get Jane Mack will find cover and get into a nice rhythm. And, uh, Anyway, that's going to be really exciting on Saturday afternoon. Absolutely. Uh, next, next race is the Furphy Galaxy over eleven hundred meters. Uh, it's a Group One. This will be another really, uh, really fast run affair. Uh, current favourite is Isotope at four dollars. Away game sitting there at eight dollars. Overpass eleven. Brooklyn Hustle eleven. Palaily eleven. In the Congo twelve. A uh, really good race, mate, and and, and plenty of value around including uh, one of your good friends, Shelby 66, is supposedly running around again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, who's winning this one, mate?
1: I found this pretty tricky. Um, I'm just wondering, are we, are we missing something within the Congo? I mean, Animo form's nearly the, nearly the best form, isn't it? So I kind of saw that and I went, geez, if that's good to go, that's a huge chance. Um, did like the trial of Big Parade, handles uh, Rose Hill, Josh Parr knows him well. Um, really hard to knock. Overpass was huge and it was my best of the day two weeks ago. So hard to knock that one. I, I've never backed Brooklyn Hustle in my life and that's proved to be profitable. Um, no knock isotope. And, I mean, goal he knows what to do. Paul Ailey, rule of law. It is an absolute cracker race, mate. And then, yeah, Shelby as well. Um, if I say push for in the Congo, I reckon I could entertain it. I just think that animo form... And, one out of one at Rose Hill hasn't missed the first or second at the trip and Barry number two and our big parade, I think will run better than its price, but um, I'm not too sure, mate. I'm probably going to use the market as a bit of a guide here. Um, there's just so many chances. You could probably back 10 things in the race and still not win and hard to jump off Shelby after what it's done for me. So yeah, mate, I think I'm just going to watch the market moves, but they're sort of the three that I, I think are double figures that can definitely win. Um, what are your thoughts?
0: I'm actually seeing it quite similar to you with a number of different horses, but I def- definitely think this is the hardest race on the program. And the three yeah. runners the like are all double figures. And I, I think when you get a race like this, what I'm going to see it is have a good look at the truck and work out which one of these double figure runners has the best setup leading into this race. But um, as you said, overpass obviously is bringing in probably the best form here, uh, forbidden love and animo form. Got beat by Lost and Running. Probably unsuitable. For the Flemington straight last start, but still one carrying 59 and a half kilos. Uh, loves a soft deck, but then again, he's drawn barrier one. Is that the place to be? I'm not sure. Uh Malkovich, can't believe the price of another 20 bucks. Um, yeah. 13 placings from nine starts over his career. Top two, um, always in the top two. Three wins, four faces from nine over the 1100 metres. Gets a strong rider in Nashi. loves soft going. Went down to Melbourne, won the race. I just, I can't believe the price, Malkovich, 21 and five. And then the other one that I liked was away game who all reports from the stable are, she's been absolutely flying. Um, this prep, she's had two defeats to Moorabi and then went to the yeah. golf course, Wednesday when I was having beers with you and J-Mac let her up. and. Probably wasn't the right thing to do, but form-blind Isotope isn't too bad, is it, either? So,
1: what, mate, what a great race. Yeah, that's one of those ones where you can say, gee, I can't believe the price of that to about 10 of them. Uh it's very tricky. Yeah, you're
0: spot on, and that's, you know, as I said, it's, it's going to be about the track year, and that's what's exciting yep. in this race. It's probably a bit of an exotics one because, um, yeah, Isotope, four-dollar favourite, then you're almost out of double figures for the second favourite in the race, which is, that's what that's what, that's what punters want. It makes for an exciting um, afternoon there on Saturday, and that, that leads us into the, the last race at Sydney on the day, which is um, the Tab Birthday Card Stakes. 1,200 metres It's a group three for fillies and mares. Um, the current favourites in the race are Mallory and Steinem. Catalan at 6.50. It's been Samut um, from Europe is $7.00. Marbucha, 11. m M8 a 13, 16. Large odds of the rest. Uh, we'll finish the day with a really fast run race. Ruby Tuesday, Invincible Kiss, Robo Deerah, Nicky's Sling, all going forward. And, um, yeah, the, the rest will be chasing the packing behind. Who do you like in this last race?
1: Yeah, I like the run of Mallory, so I'm going to stick with it. I think it was really good first up. Hard to beat here again. Um, and Willie Pike in the last. I mean, how good's that? I think it would be hard enough to beat. I think there's so many ticks for it and J-Mac has just given never talk an absolute peach in the country cup, cup qualifier. Yeah. Um, I think Mallory was massive, mate. And I liked the form lines around it. You have a go look at what it did last, Pret. Um, I think it just darted to the line, probably didn't have the best run in transit and you wanted to follow it out of the race, but tricky finish. What did you think?
0: Oh, well, Mallory as well, mate. And I was actually looking for that last little tick that I needed and yeah, uh... Thanks for reminding me, Pikey in the last. Can't be that. Uh,
1: so, absolutely. That's,
0: that's brilliant. Um, look, I'll, I wrote in my notes here that I prefer 1400 and 1600, but with this much tempo in the race, I think it's going to be one of those tough run affairs it will feel like feel like it's more than 1200 metres and uh, the stable got her on first up down in Melbourne, I believe. They put blinkers on. She over uh Had plenty of excuses. Chase Marzu second up and, and looks ready to peak here third up and handles the wet going and look, 53 on a three and a half. On she looks really well played for you. Um, yep. other runner I had, had a bit of time for just off the one start I've seen, obviously, was um, some but she was yeah. in, um, she was in the final fields on Wednesday at the Kensington before they cancelled the race. So, this would have to be a massive stepping grade that the was obviously able to throw her into, but um, it wouldn't shock me if she got the job done at seven and two dollars fifty because what she did that day was quite impressive, and I know that chris lee's has some really big uh big opinion and, and some big goals with that horse so i think it's a really competitive finish to the day mate but hopefully mallory can um send us home a winner with Pikey Board.
1: yep absolutely
0: before we head to flemington guys we'll get our good mate mad dog on uh with his mad dogs Ruffy of the week obviously she's betty let punters down last weekend at 70 dollars odds uh really loomed to run a big race there in the adelaide cup and Uh, Just sort of tied on a run there late, but maybe a horse to follow if you ask Mad Dog. And um, we'll see what he's come up with this week, but really looking forward to the weekend ahead and plenty of value chances, so we'll see what he's come up with.
2: G'day, punters. Mad Dog here with another Ruffie of the Week selection. Now, I'm sure you're all well aware that she's Betty, God bless her soul, was absolutely robbed last week. And I'll be launching a full-scale inquiry into how those seven other horses managed to sneak over the line before her. But let's not dwell on the past, because this Saturday in race six at Rose Hill, I've found a Ruffie that will make us all rich. A beautiful young three-year-old chestnut colt by the name of sword point top trainer in cj waller tick strongest jockey on the planet in Nash nashwarilla tick and rough as fucking guts odds tick he's got it all so this saturday put on your best outfit tell the missus to fuck off then head down to the local and watch sword point steam home at 34 dollars enjoy your weekend and gamble responsibly
0: We'll uh, head down to sunny territory now, Flemington. Good four, um, plenty of quality races on the day. Obviously, um, I don't know how they continue to get things like this wrong down there in racing Victoria, and and no, Peter Blannis isn't paying me for this, but they've got a five million dollar five million dollar race on, and they've got the rail at eight meters. I mean, surely they can fix that sort of stuff up and schedule it to be on at least a true or two meter rail, not eight meters. But anyway. Race right. six is the All-Star Mile, 1,600 metres. Um, your current favourite is Zaki, $3.30. Inspirational Girls, $6. Pinstripe, six. I'm Thunderstruck, seven. Tefane and Lightsaber, 15. Mr. Broadsword, Still some quality horses there at large odds, man. Um, obviously, the barrier draws a bit tricky for a few horses and there's a bit of tempo injected. So, are you with Zaki or are you going against?
1: Um I've, I've always had a soft spot farm thunderstruck with um, I think it was best of the day when it debuted and I think I just said it'll just win off its trials and um, then I saw the barrier draw for it and I just went uh, just it's gonna need a ton of luck isn't it? Um, I think Zaki's is really hard to beat. I, I, I do think it's um, a lot of people say it's overrated. I don't think I don't think it's overrated. I think it just needs the right run it runs in transit. Um, and it's probably going to get that from its draw. Uh, you, you prefer it drawn out, click it up early, and we know what Jamie Carr did in in uh, Adelaide the other day. She's she's racing at her best again. So, Zaki hard to beat, mate. Um, pinstriped. I'm, I can't really catch Mickey D personally. Um, I, yeah, he did me on a few to, a few ones, and uh, I felt for backers of pinstriped. But is it those? Is it one of those flattering losses where you saw it? And you went, geez, that's uh, a good thing beaten. Um, and yes, it was run was enormous, but I'm not too sure how good it is. We don't really know. Could it have won? Possibly. So I think that has to be a huge chance. But sometimes you'll see a flattering good thing beaten. They come out next start and do nothing. So it has to be in the mix. They're probably market as this pretty spot on, mate. I'm probably just going to sit and enjoy the watch. But I think Zaki hard enough to beat. Pinstriped wouldn't shock. I'm Thunderstruck's probably just going to be up backsides um what what are your thoughts
0: yeah i totally agree there and uh it was the interesting point you made about zaki in the barrier draw. i totally agree um i heard jamie carl get interviewed midweek about zaki and she said the only barrier she doesn't want is barrier one and i think that's absolutely perfect she didn't want to get buried on the fence again um 15 she can click 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 zaki into gear and just find a spot and uh obviously the plan was originally to go 1300 first up and zaki had to go 1600 first up on a soft deck and to be yeah. honest was really impressive there and the ride by damian lane on inspirational girl is what um obviously got the job done for her so uh look i think zaki's hard enough to beat probably the right price as well any shorter than three in a race like this i'll probably avoid but um zaki for me and yeah you mentioned pinstripes obviously um i think ember has a really nice horse on his hands i think Pinstripe's probably a little bit underpriced on what we've already seen. A bit of a, yep. a hype horse, but the figures were there at the end of that race last start to suggest that maybe a bit clearer running, Pinstripe will have a chance and the barrier draw is perfect. Um, but apart from that, I mean, I looked at Mr. Brightsaw for a little while at 20 and 480, and then I remembered Zaki ran straight price, Mr. Brightside at 1600 metres last start. You know, yeah. probably going to do it again. So I think you're right, the market's got this one right and I'll be on board with Zaki and. Um, to be honest, I think Zaki's really hard to beat. Yep,
1: sounds good, mate.
0: Race seven, Lexus mugatu 1600 metres listed race. Um, Gentleman Roy is the favourite at $3. Bermudez $3.50. Cherry Tour Tony, seven. Numerian, 12. Holbein, 13. Mandela Effect, 17. Um, large odds. Speed map here. Holbein goes forward. Obviously, Gentleman Roy, you would think he's going to shoot forward and lead him up. Um, Bermudez maybe just in behind them but I think if Holbein doesn't put too much pressure on gentlemen, Roy might get his own way here. What are your thoughts?
1: I think Bermudez is a first up flyer so I was really shocked it was that price to be honest Um, I don't think I've never been one for Oliver I respect the man but I, I couldn't catch him for a bar of soap and I don't think he's riding overly well Um if he's the one on Bermudez which I assume he is so I'm Yeah, mate, this is probably just a pass for me, this race. I think Don't Doubt Dory is probably a little bit of a shout at odds. Flies first up. Um, Heffel knows uh, the horse extremely well. And, um, yeah, it's just just got good records all around. Um, Maybe not the form for it, but probably a lead for me, mate. If Bermudez was fresh, I'd be keen on it. Um, But, yeah, that's about it. Uh, Gentleman Roy is flying, no knock. Probably not going to bet into this race. Uh, What are your thoughts?
0: I'm not sure what's going on with there, mate, but um, Pat Maloney's on board Bermadez, but- um,
1: Oh, okay, yep. Apologies. Uh, well,
0: I'm, 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 I'm one that's um, generally doesn't get involved in in the weight swing side of things too much, but and I think weight in race can be overstudied heaps. However, I think when you get it on a leader um, and dropping six and a half kilos, Gentleman Roy, 59 and a yep. half back to 53, hasn't missed the top two over the last six starts of his career. Loves the 1600 meters, 53 and a half McNeil on board. I just think Gentleman Roy, handlebars down, go to the front. I'm keen to have my money on there at the $3 because I just know that this horse is going to give me everything he's got. And I think that he can yep. handle that weight and get through it. And as I said, I think Holbein's the only horse that can put pressure on and stick with him at that at this uh, distance range over this pace. And I think if Holbein wants to go forward and take Gentleman Roy on it, probably uh works against against him so look i think gentleman roy is a great better than three dollars and the horse that i had a little bit of an opinion of was mandela effect seventeen four yeah. fifty. um obviously coming to melbourne from tasmania but racing really really well and obviously um horses that are proven overweight for age which is what mandela effect's been racing for so long coming into races like this really well placed so i think i might have a saver on mandela effect and i um, just chuck all my money on the speed the gentleman
1: roy I was declaring Roy to you that day, wasn't I, before Gold Coast weekend? And um, I think I'm holding a grudge. Um, no knock on Roy. I think he just got beaten by the better horse on the day, and I couldn't believe that he didn't win. But I haven't backed him since. But I think I just need to get over that grudge. And yeah, I think he's a good bet. You, after you've said that, at threes, have to totally agree.
0: Yeah, I think sometimes um, I think, gentleman Roy's proven. Yeah, you just got to let the horse go out there and run. Don't, don't absolutely, don't, uh, yeah. Come up. Just let him run because he can run into 1,600 metres. And I think McNeil knows that. And as I said, that's what I'm saying. 53 on his back. McNeil will just let him go for it. And hopefully he can, it'll be the last 50 metres that he looks like he might be a bit weary. But hopefully with 53, he's bolting through the line and, and, and winning and yep. me some money. Um, race 8 is the Seppelt Lions Regal Power over 2,000 metres. Um, the favourite is a mystery with McNeil on board, 350. Desert Icon, $5.00. The fibrillate six, Grand Slam with Jamie Carr, $8, Criminal Code 12, Paul Glami 18, and uh, Pancho's there at 17 as well. Um map here, you'd likely think Desert Icon and Grand Slam will shoot forward, Pancho in behind, Wemblew sometimes goes forward, and um, I think it'll be a genuine enough tempo here in 2000 meter race. Who's, um, who's been in race eight, mate?
1: Uh, Nicky Lloyd reminded me about DeFib's trial. I watched it once and then uh, Lloyd, he said, mate, have you seen the trial? I said, yeah, it was it was just jogging, six-length win or whatever for a stayer. And then it came out and did that. And I backed both um, Desert Icon and DeFib that day. So I wasn't too uh, upset with any result. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, Desert Icon ride, you could probably pot a little bit, um, depending how the track's playing. If it gets in front of DeFib, I think it can turn the tables. I reckon I'm just going to back them both. I think they're both really good chances. DeFib has come back well, loves the track, booming first up win. Um, I reckon they'll both fight it out. Desert Icons just Thornton probably would admit he got it a little bit wrong with the timing. Um, so I reckon they can tussle that out again, mate. I, I wasn't too sure on the favourite. I didn't know the horse too well, but I was happy to take both of them at a price. Um, what about you?
0: Same as me mate, the Fibrillate 6 I think it's a great Eastway bet. Um, I think yep. that buddy Payne's probably dropped him back a little bit of a notch in quality and um, grade this time around. Obviously, first up winner now is here in this race, which, you know, you look at the field here compared to some of the fields, the Fibrillates, you know, raced against even last preparation, I think it's just simply a dropping grade. And Barrier 4, the return after those trials, like you said, was excellent and... Absolutely. You know, Second up out to 2,000 meters, I don't think you can beat that. Um, it gets the track conditions to suit. So yeah, defibrillate for me. And I think that the one at value that I don't mind in the race is Pancho, um, has a bit of a similar profile and has been building really well to the 2,000 meters, race 14 and 16 18 improving every start. I think at this age of his career, I think that he's starting to really shape as a 2,000 meter horse with Willow aboard yep. who knows the boss well. So from that draw, I think Pancho is the one at odds that can run a good race, but I think we can um, have a good craving to defibrillate and hopefully have a good result. Absolutely. Have you got uh, any other runners from around the grounds, mate, or any other races at Flemington or Sydney that you want to tip followers into? I
1: just reckon Achira is going to win the highway. I saw $19 and I thought, you are absolutely kidding. If you have a look through its form last prep, it beat Willowy, who went on to win a group one. Its runs on good tracks last prep rate better than anything in the field has ever done besides one run from actor that day that it uh, broke the duck. So it's runs rate right better than anything. Anything is produced all three of its runs on good tracks. Uh, first up sat wide, no cover on a heavy deck darted inside twice, had an absolute horror run in transit, ripped home in some good splits, 52 kilograms now. And you go have a look through its form barrier two as long as it's within striking range, I reckon it's an absolute good thing. I'd have it three or $4, I mean, knocked over Willow easily. Um, yes, probably not Willough's distance, but and then you go have a look at its other runs last prep, and that rates through the roof for a highway. 52 kegs, drops weight, gets off that heavy deck where it had the three-one, three wide, no cover run first up. I I can't see how it doesn't win, mate.
0: Yeah, I like that, mate. And certainly you're right. Yeah, i have just got the old trusty best bets out. And I'm having a look at that runner, a cheer up coming in at some really good races. Obviously, the Guinea's one and the bars, like you just said. Uh, interestingly enough, off my only other runner that I want to tip people into is out of the highway as well. Um, it's it's Ice Crusher. Uh, I just think yeah. that Ice Crusher is racing a lot better than what the form guide suggests. Been luckless yep. in two of those runs this campaign. Um, obviously not coming out of the same sort of races, but Benchmark seventy two proven horse to a tab highway likes the track. Rock hard fit and there's plenty here that are first and second up, and I just think fitness edge inside draw. I really like Ice Crusher at the seven dollars fifty. Hard uh, to beat, but um, yeah, I wouldn't talk anyone out of a cheerer either, mate, uh, especially at those odds. I think it's a really open highway, and hopefully, punters can get themselves off to a good start on Super Day.
1: Yeah, I, I actually had um, Ice Crusher as in each way in the tips as well. I was going to take them both. I think they're the one and two. Could even Quinella them, and that'll get the day rolling.
0: What a start that'll be. I might even do that, mate. Oh. <laughs>
1: oh. Um, what's your best bet for the weekend? Best bet has to be a cheerer, mate. If it runs to its runs last prep on its ratings, it'll just win. Um, It's rated over 50 for three of its runs last prep, which nothing in the field's done, bar actor. And its first up run was just an absolute uh, trash heap. So uh, of a a steer, no knock on the jock at all. It just, yeah, it was awful. So I reckon from barrier two, that's an absolute uh, really, really good chance. And uh, value, mate, it's a bit of a tricky day for value, but I don't know. I think uh, DeFib's really good each way. I think just a good one to, uh, it's just progressive, good first up return. I think it should be shorter in the market. I'd probably have it near faith. Um, what about yours?
0: Mate, that's what the punters want. And uh, you've given out your best bet as a $13 pop and your value as a $6 pop. So I like what you've done there, but um, yeah, <laughs> hopefully your kit pun is in. But my best bet is race seven at Flemington. Um, Gentleman Roy. 53 yes. kilos, take my money and run, son, get me through the line. And my value runners, Malkovich in race nine. Just think for a consistent yeah. line, regularly runs, top two, three. Um, I'm happy to back Malkovich on a preferred soft track and and hopefully gets the right run in transit. But at $23, I mean that's just that's just an each way bet all day. So those Absolutely. are the two. Um and yeah, thanks for thanks for joining me on the program once again. Been a great chat and hopefully uh Plenty of winners for both of us this weekend, mate.
1: No worries at all. Thanks very much for having me and good luck this weekend. Hopefully, if we land that uh, Highway Quinella, um, it'll be a very, very enjoyable rest of the day and weekend. (laughs) Highway Quinny to kick things off. (laughs) That's
0: it. (laughs) Have a great weekend and hopefully you pick the slipper winner. Cheers, guys.